Da 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 da. Jesse, Treffa. Hello. I'm so glad you're here. You found my podcast, the very first episode ever. And I am so glad you are here. This podcast is going to be one of the most positive places on the internet, but not fake positivity. We're going to keep things real. We're going to keep them authentic. We're going to keep them raw because that is where the power is. That is where we will find our empowerment, our realness, our self-worth, and our power. So let's dig in to our first episode. Today, we're going to go through a little bit of who I am and why I'm doing this, what I went over on my first YouTube video last week, and a little tidbit of what I'm going to do next week. So who am I? I'm Jessica Trifoletti. I live in South Beach, Miami, Miami Beach, Florida. And I grew up in a pretty small town of about 4,000 people in Wisconsin. I have four sisters. I have six nieces and nephews. I am married to an awesome guy who I met here in Miami Beach. He's from New York. And we've been married for three and a half years together for I just realized it was it's eight and a half years. And my relationships are one of the most important things to me in my life. So I've put, especially in the last year, a ton of work into learning how I show up in relationships and building up tools for how to show up stronger, better, more authentic, more honest to myself and my needs. That might speak to you. If you find yourself having a hard time using your voice in your relationships or enjoying every moment or feeling empowered in your relationships, that might be a sign that you're at a good podcast and that we're going to have a great relationship together. Also, I worked as a massage therapist for 17 years. I went to school in Salt Lake City, which is the first time I moved away from my small town in Wisconsin. I worked on cruise ships for a few years. I worked in a small spa in Wisconsin. And my biggest success as a massage therapist was here in Miami Beach, where I spent about 11 years working as a massage therapist here seven of which were self-employed, working as a mobile massage therapist, going to people's houses. So that was a super successful, powerful, impactful, and fun career. I recently retired in November. We'll go over reasons, but it was it's just because like I want to be here. I want to be on the internet where tons of people can find me so that we can work together to figure out how to make our lives 
high vibration to make our lives happy and joyful. So as much as I loved my one-on-one clients and being able to show up and help them feel so good, and they made me feel good, I did it for a long time. I did it for almost two decades. And it was time to move on to new things. So I also have a degree in health education and behavior. Well, almost a degree. I'm in my last year. So I have about five classes left and my internship. So it's in health education and behavior, which I feel brings me a nice element of science-based and practical approach to what I bring you here. And overall, really, when I think about it, Why I'm here is because I have learned a lot in my life and I'll still have tons more to learn in my life. I'm not even 40 yet, but I'm close. But I've learned a lot in my life and my different experiences and my curiosity about myself. And I've experimented on myself a lot too with health, with mindset, with my spiritual path that I feel like I have a lot of valuable things that I can share with you that will help you believe in yourself, will help inspire you to maybe try something new that you haven't tried before, or that'll help you realize how important and special you are to really fire up that deep self-worth, that deep feeling of belonging, that deep feeling of, I am worth this. I deserve this. I am powerful. I love myself. So, because I've had to learn a lot of these lessons that I'm still learning. So, on that note, that's what I'm doing. That's who I am. That's why I'm here with you today with my coffee that has have a nice day so beautifully written in a vintage mug and my beautiful celestial sun and moon water and my cute little apartment with the sun shining through the balcony door on my back. So I think we have a pretty good setup here where I am and I hope you're cozy or comfortable or entertained or whatever, feeling good where you are. So let's go over what I talked about last week on my YouTube video. Last week, I talked about the five main things I learned last year in 2022, which was a huge year for growth. I knew I needed to grow last year because my mind was stuck in what I didn't realize was negative thinking patterns unhelpful thinking habits. I did not realize that I was actually hurting my the joy. I was taking my own joy away with how I was thinking about things inside my head. So, and it would impact other, it would impact my relationships. It would impact my energy levels and my health. And I mean, even the crazy things about like how I thought I looked when I would look in the mirror. I thought, oh, looking old or whatever, you know, except really it was just like my joy was low and I didn't realize how much power I had for my own joy, for my own 
life satisfaction. I did not realize that the power was inside of me. I was giving my power away to everything outside myself. If I didn't think I had enough money in my bank account, if I thought that my husband was being selfish, if I wanted to, you know, have a family member visit me, if I... uh, didn't feel like going to the grocery store. You know, all those kind of things that were outside of myself, I was giving them the power to make me happy or not. When really, I needed to learn that the power was inside myself. So maybe you need to learn that too. Do you think that you need to learn how much power you have inside yourself? Maybe you need to stop looking outside yourself for care and love and attention. Maybe you need to kind of like close your eyes and settle into inside and be like, hey, you know what, me? I really love you. So the five, let's get going. (laughs) I keep talking. Oh my goodness. I only have 20 minutes. (laughs) We're keeping, I'm keeping my podcast to 20 minutes because I don't want to keep it too long because I know that this is a new podcast. You don't know me yet. We don't know each other. So let's keep it short. Let's keep it attainable. Let's keep it like not like one of the podcasts that I absolutely love. I listen to podcasts every day, (laughs) probably like three every day while I'm cooking. So let me not take an hour of your time. Let me only take, give me 20 minutes of your time. So let's go. The five main lessons I learned in 2022, last year, right now it's January 9th. So the five lessons I learned in 2022 are, we're going to go one by one. Overthinking helps nothing. So that sounds bold. That sounds oversimplified. And it is oversimplified because tackling overthinking and worry is not just a snap your fingers and you're done doing it. It's a practice. So when I learned that when I start overthinking or I start worrying or I start to, and this is an important word, spiral, I need to backtrack and understand when I was triggered to get in this negative pattern of rumination going over the same challenge or the same problem, what triggered me to start thinking about that so hard in a negative way, like I didn't have the power to control it. So you have to backtrack and think and start start stopping it when you first have that thought. Like, let's go with money because money is a thing that a lot of us have on our minds a lot. So let's think, let's start with money. So You want to be making more money and you start thinking, you know, one day you're sitting on the couch and you want to go get this facial, but you don't have an extra 150 bucks sitting in your bank account. And you're like, I don't have 150 bucks in my bank account. I can't get this facial. And then you start thinking, oh, how can I make more money? And then you're like, oh, you start like the whole victim. Oh, I wish I was born rich. I wish I had, you know, success. And then you start going down this rabbit hole of, I wish this, or I didn't do this, or I need to do this. But instead you need to go back to what first started you worrying and, oh, I really want to get this facial, but I don't have an extra $150. Okay. What's a different path that you can take? Okay. Well, I can't get that facial because I don't have the money for it right now. What can I do instead that'll make me feel good? Because what I really want is to feel pampered. So 
okay, I'm going to give myself a facial tonight and I'm going to enjoy it and it's going to make me feel really good. You give yourself a facial, you did some self-care, you pampered yourself and you made the best of it. Okay, so then that's going to help. So it's kind of like learning how to stop yourself when you first started worrying. That's all for that one for now. Number two is... Taking things personally leads to relational blindness. This is intense because it's a learning process. That phrase probably sounds a little confusing, so let me break it down. Taking things personally, like when someone tells you they're tired that day. Like if your partner tells you, oh, I'm so tired today. And then you think oh, I must have worn them out or they're tired. What, why, don't, why, do, why aren't they thinking about me and, and realizing that I'm tired too? Making it about you instead of hearing them say that they're tired. They're not talking about you. They're just saying that they are tired. So it has nothing to do with you. And it's their responsibility that if it did have something to, to do with you, that they come to you and they say, hey, I'd appreciate if you can not take the blankets at night because it makes it hard for me to sleep. That's their responsibility to come to you with something like that. But if they just say they're tired, don't make it about you because otherwise you're going to have a shade over your eyes and you're going to be assuming everything's about you. They're upset with you, whatever. And then you're blind in your relationship. You can't see your the person, your, your sister, your friend, your partner in clear eyes, loving them, seeing them for who they are. It leads to relational blindness when you take things personally. So I'm going to leave that one there for now. I can't keep talking about that one. If you want to hear more about that one, comment. And I will be more than happy to talk about that for 20 minutes. The next one. Self-worth is our roots and it needs water. I thought I had really strong self-worth. I thought that I was really stable in knowing who I was and what I needed and thinking that I deserved to be in this planet. But as I worked on myself over the whole last year, I really uncovered a lot of what is going on around here is shadow. Like these days is us working on our shadow work. And I tried to do some shadow work and I, could, I couldn't figure out like what I needed. And I finally figured out that my self-worth needed nourishing. I needed to be more compassionate towards myself. So maybe you need that too. Are you tender to yourself? Do you validate your feelings? If you're angry, because a big one for me was anger, if you're angry, do you ever, or sad, do you ever say, I shouldn't be so angry, or I shouldn't be sad about this, toughen up. A better way to nourish your self-worth and who you are and your emotions and what they're trying to tell you is to validate yourself. Oh, yeah, I'm really angry right now, and that's okay. You know, I can understand why I'm angry. It's trying to tell me something. Or if you're sad, oh, yeah, Jesse, that is sad. That is hard to deal with. You'll be okay. You're good. You know, like really like letting yourself be 
the raw human that you are. Like, we're all human. We all have emotions. We all have feelings. We can get hurt. We can get angry. We can get annoyed. And that's okay. So pushing those things away makes us makes our self-worth kind of hurt like we're not doing it right so self-worth is our roots and it needs water nourish yourself love yourself accept yourself validate your feelings uh and then the next one number four is self-care calls for self-discovery because self-care is really important it's essential to our self-worth to our deep sense of belonging and importance and deserving. So self-care is how we maintain strong self-worth and our foundation of feeling grounded. So self-care is calls for self-discovery because we may not know what makes us feel good. I don't know if you resonate with that, but when I first really started my self-care and really started giving myself, doing things for myself that made me feel good, and that doesn't always need to be spending money. Like, self-care for me is listening to a podcast while I'm cooking because I intentionally make it self-care because I say, I'm doing this because I know it makes me enjoy my life. So self-care is a discovery process of who you are, what makes you feel good, and what really makes you feel like you're having fun. Like you are the boss of your life. Like you are making the best of this life you have, where you are, what you're doing, And you're taking care of yourself because you don't need other people to take care of you. You're taking care of yourself. You know what you need. So, but you have to learn what you need. You have to learn what makes you feel calm, what makes you feel happy, what makes you feel like you have clarity to be able to show up. So self-care is a discovery process. And the last one is... Joy is a signal for what to do more of. I learned that in the process of discovering what my self-care was, that the best signal that I was doing it right, that I found something that was my self-care that I could do when I needed to nourish my self-worth was feelings of joy. Whatever made me feel joy, whatever made me feel happy, whatever made me feel like goosebumps or just really good, that was my self-care. That was what I needed to do more of. And it makes me a little emotional because of how simple it is. Because it's sad to think that we get so busy in our lives or we get so distracted or focused on other things that we stop paying attention to joy. We stop paying attention to the simple, happy feeling of a monotonous daily task or a conversation with a loved one or what we call shallow things like... (laughs) If uh, I'm with a loved one and we're talking about something like the color of my shirt and that makes me feel 
happy. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's a good thing. Like, it, like, I don't know if that's a good example or not. It's just, I just went there. But joy is simply a signal that you are doing it right. You're finding your self-care. You're finding what makes you happy. You're, you're listening to your feeling of joy because it's a messenger. So all feelings are messengers. So I went off on a little tangent there. Anyway, <laughs> you stuck with me. We're still here. So those are the five things that I talked about in my video last week on YouTube, which was my first YouTube video too. So it's all firsts right now. So if you're finding me or if you find me now or you find me later, whatever, this is the groundbreaking level. This is the foundation to what I'm, what I'm here to bring to you. And I want to hear, you know, did, did these help or are you here or I just want to know who you are. I'm excited to be spending this time with you. I think I went a little over 20. I'm sorry. Maybe I can cut a couple things out to be able to make it 20. But I also want to do one long take to keep it authentic, to keep me real, to keep me present for you guys here. And I want to thank you for showing up today, for sticking with me and um, my little tidbit of the video that I'll be bringing out this next week. I'm going to touch on massage therapy and why people get massage therapy. So I have to look at my statistics, but I found one statistic that said 38% of U.S. adults have gotten massage at least once in their life. At least once, like one massage. So my husband, I asked my husband to guess that, and he said he thought maybe 5% of people had gotten at least one massage. So he was surprised that it was so quote unquote high, but that means that over 60% of people have never gotten a massage, U.S. adults. So that's a lot. That's a lot of people that have never gotten a massage. And a lot of those people don't have any plan to ever get a massage. So I'm doing a video on why people get massage and the main reason that people get massage is for health and wellness reasons, but that is so broad. Like, that is so broad. So I'm going to break it down into three, three areas of health and wellness, the physical, mental, and the spiritual. So we'll break it down to the, to the different reasons of why people get massage and help you understand if you want to start getting massage, trying it, or if you can't or you don't want to, what you can do instead. So, massage is awesome for self-care and nourishing self-worth. So that's why I want to pop a video out right away on massage. Thank you for being here. Da-da-da-da-da, Jesse Treff. And I will talk to you next week. Have a nice day. I say that because that's on my coffee mug. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>